scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down the Twisted Tuesday as we throw it down. The Denver Nuggets step up and in, and we've got a series of 114-106 victory for a six-and-a-half-point underdog Denver Nuggets who laid down an eight-point victory. The game goes over uh, the number, and the Los Angeles Lakers uh, might regret uh, tonight, the night that they let that Denver back into the series, as Denver's been down this road uh, before a complete effort from the Denver Nuggets uh, this evening. Uh, Jamal Murray does his thing, raining uh, long downtown uh, bombs uh, this evening. 30-foot-plus uh, uh, shots, 28 points for Jamal Murray. Nikolai Jokic does his thing, 22-10-5. and five. Jeremy Grant, big difference maker this evening. A career playoff high, 26 for Jeremy Grant uh, tonight. And if the Denver Nuggets are going to beat the Los Angeles Lakers, they need the Jeremy Grants uh, to step up and in. They need the Michael Porter Juniors, who uh, contributed nine points uh, this evening in 22 minutes, a team effort uh, by the Denver Nuggets. And we've got a series. We're going to be breaking it all down. We're going to break down the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat as well. Steve Merrill's going to step up and in. ProSportsInfo.com, uh, WagerTalk.com. Uh, Steve Merrill's going to join us and uh, kick the tires on the NBA. We'll also do that. National Football League uh, line check uh, as well. College of Football, SEC, uh, set to kick off as uh, the College of Football campaign uh, gets real uh, this weekend. The Chicago Bulls hire Billy Donovan as their new head coach. Donovan out of work for about, I don't know, uh, what, two weeks? As uh, Donovan uh, basically almost uh, had a uh, had a, uh, a pick, a pick of the litter, uh, so to speak. As Donovan was uh, linked to Philadelphia, he was linked to the Pacers. But when it's all said and done, Billy Donovan ends up with the Chicago Bulls. The Tampa Bay Rays going to have to wait another night to celebrate a division uh, title, albeit in a 60-game uh, season. Nevertheless, the Rays haven't won a division title in 10 years. Um, but, hey, it is uh, what it is. And the Major League Baseball playoffs start one week from today. So uh, we're going to be breaking it all down. we got numbers to crunch. George Kurtz is going to step up and in. We'll talk NFL football with Kurtz. We'll talk Stanley Cup hockey with Kurtz. You know the drill. This is sports rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Sports Rage Late Night. I am Renzi. Just take it. Vent your rage. We got 120 minutes of full court press in a late night hour. Shout out to all of our affiliates, including the mightier 1090 SoCal in the house. And uh, hey, SoCal. Uh, we've got a series on our hands uh, right now. Just for the record, and I brought this up uh, before the game on the uh, the pregame show, uh, in-game live uh, this evening, 
uh, what were my exact words? I said, all right, let's just make sure we uh, we check the number right now, uh, what the Denver Nuggets are. So when they come back and win this series, we can say, well, what were they? What 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 did they get as low as? And uh, Steve Merrill's a big numbers guy, big big numbers guy. Wager talk, uh, prosportsinfo.com. And for the record, uh, Steve, they were plus eighteen hundred tonight. And it's interesting because last night the Lakers were a hundred to one, and uh, then before the game it was eighty to one. Uh, uh, Denver went from twenty-five to one to eighteen to one before tip-off, uh, and here we are right now with a two-one uh, series. How you doing, Steve Merrill? Doing well, Gabe, and it's funny you bring that up because we did NBA tip-off today with Tony Finn, Teddy Covers, you know, all friends of the program here, and I asked Teddy that exact question because I actually pulled it up at one of the big offshores, and it was one to seventy Lakers, thirty to one Denver. That was the best I could find. And I commented that the true odds, of course, would be right in the middle, would be 50 to 1. And that's a 2% chance that the Nuggets win the series. I said, boy, it seems to me like it's a little more than 2%. And all the guys on the panel actually said it should be less than 2% of their opinion. And they kind of talked me into believing that as well. Because I was like, yeah, I mean, basically the Nuggets have to go 4-1 and the next five games to win the series. And it's pretty unlikely. But but, yeah, (laughs) That's what I said. Teddy, Teddy, by the way, pulled up the numbers as we were doing the show today. And he saw him as low as 15 to 1, 18 to 1, 20 to 1. 30 to 1 was actually the highest that we found, the one I was using. Lakers were anywhere from 1 to 50 to 1 to 100, like you said. And that was around 3.30 Eastern this afternoon. You know, and, and one thing is, too, so it, it's amazing, isn't it? So with the Clippers series, I remember when, when immediately, and we've been really quick with the numbers here. That's what we do in the late night uh, hours I hear with the overnight line checks. We're the first ones with the numbers right after these games. And I tell you, Steve, uh, right away when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, the Clippers are minus 1550. <laughs> and, and I said the same thing at the time. I'm like, man, that's a ridiculous, stupid number. I'm like, there's, and I brought up, I said, the, the Denver Nuggets are like a three seed. They're not like a joke of a team. It's not like they're like Loyola, Loyola Chicago with Sister Jean, bro. You know what I mean, Steve? Like, they're, they're a real basketball team. And then it was like, yeah, but they're not really going to win, right? So <laughs> we say I didn't pull the trigger on the series price, but I ended up betting on Denver in every game. And I, I you know, here we are right now. We're we're uh, we're three games in. I bet on Denver in all three games, Steve, and I'm two and one against the uh, the spread uh, right now. But you know, when 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 Houston beat the Lakers, I don't think any of us really thought deep down inside that Houston was going to win the series. Or when Portland caught them in the first game as well. Did you really think, oh, boy, the Lakers are in trouble now? No. But this Denver team is different, Steve. We've talked about it. You and I talked about it the other night. They really are different. They really do believe. And we saw they didn't just win. They kicked the crap out of them. And they did the same thing to the Clippers. Like, it wasn't like they won at the buzzer in game seven by a miracle. They kicked the crap out of the Clippers in an important game. Game seven, they ran away with it in the fourth quarter. You know, this Denver team is in this. How in this series are they right now, in your opinion? Yeah, isn't it ironic that the one time in NBA history that we had a team come back from 3-1 deficits and back-to-back series, the first time it's ever happened in the history of the NBA, they did not have the benefit of the thin air and altitude of Denver. You know, one of the biggest home court advantages <laughs> in the whole basketball. So, yeah. even more amazing, you know. in the history of their franchise down 3-1 before. And for the record. And they do it on a neutral this? court. Yeah, and how about this? What about uh, what, what about um, what about Utah? Utah had never given up a three-one series lead in franchise history before. 
they don't lose if they're playing in their altitude at Utah, probably, Steve. If they're up, like, you know what I mean? Everything is sort of like, everything is whacked out. But, all right, so I have a number right now. New series price, Steve. New series price, and they're still not getting any respect. You, you care to take a guess? I was going to say, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Let me guess. Um, I'll this is say, hot off the presses. This is why people tune in. Hot well, I mean, off it, the it, presses. And it, well, that's the thing. It varies so much because, like I said, it was anywhere from 1 to 50 to 1 to 100 tonight. So I'll say it's 30 to 1 now. Lakers are 1 to 30. The Nuggets were anywhere from 15 to 30 to 1. So I'll say they're like, I'll say like 15 to 1 Denver, 1 to 30 LA. No, it's the Lakers are now 1,600. FanDuel, uh, legitimate uh, spot. Wow. So that's pretty low. 16. I actually think it's high. In my own personal opinion, I'm like, look, you're getting a Denver Nugget team that's down one game right now on a neutral court at plus 820. I mean, you know, we missed out on the 1,800. I missed out on the 20 to ones and all that, but I'm grabbing a piece of this one. Yeah, there's always that debate whether you do the old rollover, Steve, and all that, and you, you make as much money anyways as betting the games, et cetera. But at plus 820, it's worth a shot. I mean, they can win again. I mean, the Lakers are going to counterpunch. We see this whole zigzag stuff. We've seen it in the past. But uh, to me, you know, we've got a series, and Denver are in this thing. I mean, Denver could have won the other night. You could argue Denver, you know, could be up two games to one right now, right? I mean, AD hit that shot. It is, it is what it is. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts, you know, and it'd be candies and nuts. But, you know, to me, Denver, we've got a series. Denver aren't rolling over. They're not intimidated. I don't think they're going to get 26 points from Jeremy Grant every night. But um, Denver are in this thing, Steve, in my opinion. I don't, I don't mind to play at plus 820. Yeah, and I mean, it's pure math here because if you look at the next game right now, the Lakers are only a six-point favorite. That's the lowest it's been. They're still minus 250 money line, take back plus 210. The true odds, that's saying that there's a 70% chance the Lakers win, 30% chance Denver win. So let's just assume those are the odds for the remaining four games. Now the Nuggets have to win three of the four. Um, I forget how to do that equation. It gets a little complicated. But for the Nuggets to win three straight uh, with a 30% chance would be, you know, 0.3 times 0.3 times 0.3. That's about a 3% chance they win three straight. Now, they don't have to win three straight. They have to win three out of four. But that just shows you that it is still a big uphill battle. Um, and that's why I thought that price seemed a little short. I'm not saying to rush out there and lay 16 to one because I never would do that. Um, and I do thought I did think, by the way, that, you know, the one to 70 was ridiculous. I said that today on the show. And look, the Clippers were up one nothing in the last round. They were four, a one to 48 favorite. They, the math said they had a 97% chance. The math said the Nuggets had a 3% chance down 0-1 to win the Clippers series. And that was absurd. And I remember seeing that the Heat were up uh, 3-0 or 3-0 on the Bucks, and they had a 92% chance. The Clippers were up 1-0, and they had a 97% chance. I was like, and it's on my Twitter feed. You can go back and look last week. I posted that. It made no sense. And um, so who's to say that these numbers aren't wrong as well? I don't disagree with you. And listen, I think that the uh, the Clippers are better than the Lakers are. And Denver just beat them. If you can beat Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and uh, and Lou Williams Good and point. Morris and Beverly and everyone, you could beat LeBron and AD. Now, AD's never won anything before. You know what I mean? You got LeBron. You, yeah, you know I've what I'm saying? Like, they, they've beaten a damn good team yeah. already. It's not like, oh, this is too much, but this is LeBron. They just beat Kawhi Leonard. 
and the, and they were a nine and a half point underdog in game one of that series. And they also the Clippers were the favorite to win the West a couple weeks ago over the Lakers. And the advance line before the last round started had the Clippers as the favorite over the Lakers in that potential matchup. So you're exactly right, Gabe. The Clippers were considered the better team a couple weeks ago. You know, to me, the key tonight you know, it was the rebound. It was the intensity, and it sounds cliche because people. You know, there's a lot of cliches in sports, and I know, I know a lot of people don't like uh, the one because everybody wants it, quote-unquote, but it's not true. Uh, it uh, It is a true cliche about, in sports, guys want it more than other dudes do, you know, and women, etc. You know, com- competitive people, and, you know, you, when there's a loose ball, there's a reason why a team will always get it. Um, out-rebounding a team, you know, 44-25 isn't an accident. That wasn't, oh, well, you know, well, we got lucky and we got rebounded by 19. No. We crashed the glass. We wanted the ball. We fought for it. We, we wanted it more. And Anthony Davis hits that big shot the other night. But dude is uh, 6'10", 253 pounds. He had two rebounds tonight. Two rebounds? Really? You're a power forward. A power forward. Portrait's late night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageaholic. <laughs> Portrait's late night continues. I am Renzi. We've been crushing these uh, strikeout uh, props. Uh, yet tonight was uh, we hit some speed bumps along along the way. But it's almost a shame that the baseball season's coming to an end uh, right now. Unbelievable, uh, Steve. Some of these trends, and we'll get back to the basketball. But in today's baseball world, Steve, basically almost every at bat is either like a home run or a strikeout. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not a lot of yeah. contact anymore, right? Like. There's not a lot of, you know, stolen bases, plays at the plate. You can't, you know what I mean? You can barely slide anymore, right? Like, the the game has changed so much. I mean, Steve, they, you know, even with a shift, no one bunts, right? Like, no one contact hits. It's basically everyone's crushing the ball, launch angle and all that crap uh, that they talk about. So the strikeout prop stuff has been pretty uh, pretty advantageous. Uh, so pitcher strikeout props. Uh, and um, just quickly on this, so Zach Davies, uh, Steve, Zach Davies has started 11 baseball games. And remember, look, we all talked, starting pitchers projected if they stayed healthy, would go 12. So he started 11 games, Steve. You know, he started, you know, he's been on, he's been there all year on pace, started 11 games. He's gone over uh, 10 times. 10 and 1, Steve. Wow. So these little things, like, common guy's not going to know that. Zach Davies, what? Uh, 10 and 1? Yeah, well, yeah. You bet on him 11 times, you won 10 times. Uh, unbelievable. There really are some really sparkling trends uh, when it when it comes to that. So we're kicking it with Steve Merrill right now. You can catch him on uh, Wager Talk, uh, Wager Talk, ProSportsInfo.com uh, as well. We're talking basketball uh, right now, and you know it's a lot of people were, you know, and I know we have a lot of Laker fans tuning in, but you know the outside world's not really pulling for the Lakers, right? You know LeBron, you know it, it's LeBron and. 
you know, Denver are that upstart Cinderella team, so to speak, even though uh, they're um, even though they're they're a very good uh, basketball uh, team. Uh, but a lot of people were were you know it was like ah, AD shot went in ah that's too bad because we really would have had a series. You know what I mean? That's that's what we heard. Ah, you know that's too bad because you know it would have been a great series tied at one right now. But hey, it's two one right now. But now the importance of of Game Four is even bigger. And as I stated, we'll move on from this. Uh, we'll get into the Boston Miami. But I legitimately think Denver do have a puncher's chance. And I know LA is going to be tough to beat uh, with uh, with LeBron and AD. But as I brought up earlier, guys, AD two rebounds, man. Come on, you're a power forward. Like, it's impossible, like, it's almost impossible not to have, like, seven rebounds as a power forward when, when you play uh, as much as you do if you're AD. You're a starter and, like, two rebounds, that's that's just not going to get it done. But I, I legitimately believe we got a series here. Just quickly, Steve, these are numbers now. And remember, guys, I brought it up last night and I repeated it today. I said the Denver Nuggets plus two, uh, two and a half in the series games plus 370 was a nice pick. I thought they could win, too. I said, Steve, they win tonight, they lose the next game, they win games, game five, they make it 3-2, and then they lose game six. But maybe they can win game two. Uh, for the record right now, the book thinks the Lakers win in five. FanDuel, Lakers uh, in five, four games to one. Lakers in six is uh, plus uh, plus 200 right now. Four games to one is minus 115. Lakers in seven is plus 550. Nuggets to run the table. And not lose another game and win in six is uh, 25 to one, and the Nuggets to win in uh, seven is 11 to one uh, right now. Steve, those are the updated uh, series price numbers. Yeah, and I told you the true math is uh, three straight wins is three percent, 2.7 to be exact. So that would be what 35 to one. So the 25 to one not paying the true odds there. However. If the Nuggets win the next two games, they're probably not a six-point dog anymore in game six, you know, or even game five. So that's about right. I'd say it's probably 30 to one of the true odds, as crazy as that sounds. I will say this, though. You know, we keep thinking, oh, that shot doesn't go in. The Nuggets are up 2-1 in this series. But I'm not sure tonight's game plays out the same way if the Lakers lose game two. They probably come out and win tonight. So it's always hard to know. Game four will be the telltale game for me. If L.A. comes out, makes a statement, on Thursday night and plays, you know, wins by double digits. And then this series is obviously over in my opinion. Um, I, I do think it gets interesting about the exact number of games. I brought that up on NBA tip off today on wager talk TV. And Teddy said, I said five, five and a half. And I actually, the more I thought about that was obviously too high with it, a two, one series. And Teddy's like, no, no, the true number is four and a half. And I go, you're probably right. You know, cause five's the most likely outcome. So it's interesting Gabe, that even with the nuggets winning tonight, it's still the most likely outcome according to FanDuel. Yeah, and I, I don't buy it, though. People did, listen, the Lakers are so public. Uh, people are you know still speculating on Denver. Maybe I'm overestimating uh, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, but, hey, listen, this is another, you know, we've talked a lot about this in these hubs and in the bubbles as, as well, NHL hub, um, NBA bubble in the playoffs on a neutral court. They're not changing the lines for the most part, which is great, especially if you're like any underdogs. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, they're not... It's it's been six, six and a half, et cetera, right? The seven, seven and a half. And it's amazing, isn't it, Steve? And we talked about it the other night, but it's amazing how the Lakers win the first two games and the spread is lower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so the odds, like, it's strange. Like, the odds makers are aware that Denver's good and can cover spreads. Otherwise, they'd be getting eight and a half, nine points, Steve. 
I think what's weird, though, is that game four is lower here at six because my, my gut feeling, at least initially, without digging into it too much, is that, you know, it's the bounce back spot for the Lakers. And like you said, Gabe, in the past, we'd always see a one or two point adjustment to the team off a loss, you know, and it's been the exact opposite here. And bizarro 2020 is everything has been around the world this year. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, for the most part, the lines have stayed within a point or so. I do want to talk about the total real quick, though. That line really jumped around. You know, when we did yeah. the show last Friday night, remember that first game, 240 points. It closed at 210. It soared over the total. And then all of a sudden, it's 209 for game two. It's actually lower. It lands on 208. And then today is 214. So it goes down with a big over, and then it goes up with an under. <laughs> That's been the most you're bizarre right. thing to me so far. You're right. I, li- I like, you know, it would be a good interview, actually. Speak to the method of the madness of the lines maker and what he sees on the neutral court and the reasoning. Uh, that they've done it if they want to share share that secret. So so Miami and Boston, incredibly bizarre, man, that they go from Saturday and then don't play all the way to Wednesday. And they needed to get <laughs> things on track. They were they were ahead of the curve. You know, the NBA Finals, Game 7 is scheduled for October the 12th on Monday night. They sort of have it all penciled in. And things were going too quickly uh, in the East. Um, I don't know if ESPN had, had a play in it as well. Hey, can you hold off here? You know, um, you know, to to you know, and also I, I know they don't want like no basketball for a week or something like that. But nevertheless, I think you know, I think it's an advantage for Boston. And I'm not saying I'm taking Boston because of that. And I, I still I'm still on Miami, but I'm just stating you have Gordon Hayward who didn't rush back but came back, and now Gordon Hayward's got a game under his belt, and plus, you know, four days after that. To, you know, to recover again. So you're going to get a, you know, Miami's going to be facing the healthiest Boston lineup that they've seen uh, in this series uh, tomorrow night. You know, a lot of people think Boston are, listen, they were out of it. It's 2-1. How, how much are Boston back in this thing right now, in your opinion? And right now the number, Miami Heat minus 142, Boston Celtics plus 116 uh, series price. Yeah. Yeah, and the Heat were uh, minus 160 up 1-0. They were, they were plus 110 when the series started. Boston was minus 130. The Heat were minus 160 going into game two. They were minus 330 going into game three, and now it's minus, you said, about 140 range. So they're a smaller favorite now up 2-1 than they were up one nothing, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it, in my opinion, because it's a shorter series now. You would think they have a better chance of pulling the upset as a lower seed. Um, so I think that's interesting. Hey, look, I've been on Boston in all three games so far. Obviously, I've gone just one and two. They've had a double-digit lead in all three games. Um, it's hard to really handicap this series. Miami has looked better in two of the three overall, yet Boston has outplayed them in all three games at some point also. Um, you know, it really comes down, obviously, Gabe, to the three-point shot. Miami hits 38% for the season from three. They rely heavily on the three. And I said this last week when we talked. You know, it's a lot like handicapping the NCAA tournament that we never got. And it's about the three-point line. If you can tell me which team is going to be hot from three, I can tell you who's going to win in cover tomorrow night. It really comes down to that. And if you look at the series total game price here, so the series to go five games, no winner, just pick series to go five, Miami-Boston, 2-1 two, uh, two right now. Five games plus 420. Um, so five games means Miami win the next two games. They're, 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 that's, that's plus mm-hmm. 420. It's probably not happening. Six games is plus 136. Seven games is plus 124. So they think this thing is going seven games. Yet you look at the series prices here. If you like Miami in seven, it's plus 400. 
if you like Boston in seven, it's plus 250. So you get a pretty nice number with Miami to win in seven. This series does feel like it's going seven, doesn't it? Uh, you know, like, um, or I guess, you know, tomorrow's the big game. I mean, I guess if Miami get up 3-1, that throws it for a curve. And it's funny, Steve, I've been on Miami every game, so you and I are sort of the Hatfield and McCoys here. We're locked in, right? Like, if you like a team in these series, <laughs> and I'm almost like, and look, I zigzagged in the Stanley Cup, Steve. Well done. I took a Dallas plus 155 in game one and under five and a half and won both bets. And then last night I took Tampa and he under and won both bets. So 4-0 in the Stanley Cup finals. But but that the reason was, Steve, I didn't really know who was going to win the Cup, bro. You know, coming in, it wasn't like, oh, I like this team, so I'm betting them every game. You know what I mean? I'm taking it game by game type of thing. You know, I came into this saying Miami's going to be Boston. So I'm almost locked in and having to take Miami plus three here, Steve, you know, since I've already taken them all three games. <laughs> you know the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll say yeah, real quick, Gabe. I mean, it's three's a hefty line for a team that's technically Miami's in the bounce back spot. So I was a little surprised to see the line as high as it was. All right, so we'll take a, a quick break uh, here. And um, we'll hit some uh, some football on the other side. Uh, we'll, Merrill, do a little line check, uh, Steve, see which way you think some of these numbers are going to go. And we'll keep people up to date with the live movement. NBA line right now, Celtics minus three. Miami Heat getting three total, two ten and a half. Four trades late night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. It's a lock. It's a lock, Jerry. <laughs> Steve Merrill kicking it uh, with us. Sports Rage Late Night. Uh, vent at your rage. Wager Talk uh, TV in the house. ProSportsInfo.com. Uh, so a um, lot of stuff uh, going on in the sports uh, world. And, uh, you know, Steve, next week you're going to be with us next Tuesday. going to be off the hook. Baseball playoffs start next Tuesday. The presidential uh, debate uh, is next Tuesday. Oh, and then right. next, when- next Wednesday, so the following day, though, uh, there'll be eight playoff games. Everybody's playing. So, like, on, tu- on Tuesday, there's four American leagues. Everyone in the American League is playing. It's like American League uh, game, uh, American League day on Tuesday. There's no National League game. So, like, all four American League series will be played on uh, on Tuesday. On Wednesday, it'll be game two of the American League. And then game ones of the National League. And then, you know, Thursday, game threes and game twos. And then Friday, the National League will stand alone. So, it's going to be a monster week. So, next week, we'll be talking before eight playoff games, Steve. All right? And, and what's going to be crazy is, uh, four of the teams are going to be facing elimination, Steve. They're going to be down one nothing. That's how I mean. Like already after all this, like, well, it's an elimination game. You're down one nothing. It's the best of three series. Uh, and oh yeah, the NBA finals start next Wednesday, Steve. Um, so you know, a big, wow. big, big week coming up. 
And, uh, oh, yeah, the SEC kicks off uh, this weekend. So let, let's just jump into college football here a little bit, Steve. And, you know, I, I don't know, man, 2020 is so crazy that you know the end of the world uh, is arriving when the Baylor Athletic Department is on the right side of morality. <laughs> okay? And this is this story is this story is unbelievable. This is what we're at now. And you know, Steve, I know you're on Twitter and you post numbers and stuff like that. Um, and you're not the biggest pop culture guy, but you know you're, you're old school. But basically, on Twitter, Steve, like when you see a, a guy's name is trending, you can always know why. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, when I see Lou Holtz trending, it's not only because uh, he just donated his kidney to someone. No, he said something racist and stupid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, oh, boy, what did he do? Or someone's dead. (laughs) You know what I mean? So when I saw this story, Baylor AD disappointed in Dana Holgerson's chirping and comments, I'm thinking right away, if I'm on a game show, Steve, I'm like, can I take uh, 500 that Dana Holgerson is mad that we didn't play with coronavirus, Alex? <laughs> it's exactly it, Steve. So the Baylor-Houston game got canceled, and basically Holgerson's, like, pissed off that they didn't play anyways. Should have played, right? Now, listen, he's saying, and he's got a point. He said that they got to the stadium and stuff. Like, they, you know, they should have known, but they couldn't field a team, Steve. The, I, and, and I don't know. There's like a million rules. So, so there's a in the Big Twelve. There's a threshold for your like uh, your COVID tests. Like you can't um, like you can't have like uh, you know, one quarterback, seven offensive linemen, and four interior def, uh, defensive linemen. They couldn't meet the uh, the the threshold. They didn't have players. So Holgerson's all pissed off. They didn't play, and uh, then he goes on to basically you know. You knew it was going to go down the road, this stupid virus. We could have played. <laughs> like, And, uh, yeah, it's going, going real well, Steve, a couple of weeks into the season. Notre Dame game is canceled against Wake Forest this week. It's going great, Merrill. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was Notre Dame-Wake Forest canceled. And I actually, uh, Tony Finn and I this afternoon, or this evening rather, did a video hit, which will be available later this week, um, analyzing the Florida State-Miami-Florida game at Wager Talk. And um, I led that off by saying that the Florida State coach is out this week because he tested positive this past Saturday. Um, in Holgerson's defense, I think his big gripe was that they told him 22 hours before the game. And I kind of get where he's coming from, Gabe. It, it's hard for me to imagine that Baylor didn't know that they probably weren't going to be able to play before that. But I guess if they thought there but was a chance. don't you think Baylor was going to squeeze you know, it to the last possible he kinda heads second? Up. No, but they were going to try to squeeze it to the last yeah, exactly. possible second if they could play, right? Yeah, and I agree. Although, Gabe, don't you think it would have been smart, though, to tell your opponent that you probably aren't going to play because then they might let down and not prepare as much, to be honest. So I think it actually was a good. mistake by Baylor not to give them a heads up. Yeah, you're right. I, you yeah, know, you, you know what I mean? Mind- be like, hey, hey, we're I, probably I, not going to make it, guys. Yeah, but you get into the mindset of it, you're right. They can't, like, tell them, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, we don't have any quarterbacks. We don't have any this. Like, you can't – you're not going to give them your medical report, right? So – it's kind of a weird. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, a weird dance. Yeah, yeah, but I guess basically, like, like you said, like they were packed and stuff like that. Like Holgerson's, like we packed our gear, man. Like the buses had gas in them. Like, basically, yeah, I think that's like, tough. When you're the yeah, when, yeah, when you're the road team, I think it's a little rougher. So I, I kind of understand where he's coming from, and I think the rest of the that came after that was just venting. You know, I'm not sure he really means half of what he said after that. Who knows? 
Yeah, and he's a college football coach, so really, who cares what he says, right? Unless it's about football, you know exactly. what I mean? Does it really matter? So uh, maybe he wanted to trend. Some... He wanted yeah, to trend exactly. on Twitter. <laughs> well, you know, at least he didn't get <laughs> what like about drunk followers. So. See, I thought of him. I'm like, I oh, said something stupid, or he's drunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the UAB I'm Blazers. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Gundy. Well, yeah, Gundy says something stupid every week. I mean, he's actually. Uh, He's actually been quiet for the last couple weeks, but yeah, he's been quiet because yeah, good job covering that spread, Steve. Minus twenty-three point favorites, they win by nine. Yeah, it gets one of the worst teams in football history, perhaps right now. <laughs> Tulsa's a mess. Yeah, they win. They win by nine against Tulsa. Um, UAB Blazers are lay. It was. It's come down to six and a half right now against South Alabama. Total forty-seven and a half. Any opinion on that one? No, you know, I didn't dug too deep because UAB's had some problems recently. Um, I'm just, you know, I don't like avoid some of these games necessarily, but I definitely, you know, if there's a chance you might have a COVID game, you definitely don't dig into it as deeply. And UAB's a team the last few weeks has kind of been all over the place. Yeah, well, it's not exactly the most glamorous uh, game, uh, but neither is the Thursday night uh, pro game uh, with the Miami Dolphins and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, last week, it was Cincinnati and Cleveland, and, you know, it's crap teams, uh, but there was a certain certain old school, uh, you know, to it, you know, old schoolness to it. Like, basically, you know, cool uniforms, Cleveland, you know, Cincinnati, seeing Burrow. It's hard to sort of talk yourself into the storylines of this game with the Miami Dolphins. Like, yeah, guard, you know, basically Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Fitzpatrick Jr. with Gardner Minshew uh, going head-to-head. Although I do find it curious, that, and it's amazing how the, the tables turn, how quickly they do, and it, with perception that, you know, people coming into the year, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, like being an 8-8 eight eight caliber football team. Oh, look what they did last year, and, you know, great end of the year. And listen, I was one of those people. I didn't say 8-8, eight eight, but, you know, I thought the Dolphins were a competitive team. They were a good bet on team in the second half of the season uh, last year. Um, but here we, and, and all we heard is about how the Jaguars are going to be like the worst team almost in the history of football coming into this year. And now, you know, we're only two weeks in, Steve, and the Jacksonville Jags are three-point favorites against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, what was it, just two years ago? Maybe three, I think it was just two seasons ago that the Jaguars were almost in the Super Bowl. It's amazing how quickly they fell from that AFC title appearance against New England. Um, I've played against Miami in both games this season. I won with New England in week one, had a brutal non-covering loss with the Bills last week. That was week. a rough one. And um, was talking to Teddy. Yeah, and I was talking actually on the NBA tip-off show today. If you watched the beginning of it, we recapped the weekend because we hadn't spoken since last Friday, the group and us. And uh, Teddy had a big play on Buffalo as well on Sunday. And he had Ralph Michaels run the numbers for him yesterday. And he asked Ralph, he goes, how often does a team gain 8.9 yards per play or higher and outgain their opponent by three yards per play or more and not cover. So Ralph Michaels is just a great stat guy, as you know, Gabe. He went back to 1989. It's only happened 23 times. Those teams are 18-5 and five straight up and 18-4 and four against the spread with one push until Buffalo's non-cover. So I got that going for me, which is nice. You've got to uh, – you, you guys need to consult with me, the Buffalo Bill fan, Bill's Mafia. I called it before the game. Bill's win, Dolphins cover. <laughs> I, I knew I knew it was a tricky one. By the way, Gabe, I had, I had the Buffalo in both weeks. I had them in week one with their covers. So I played against Miami both weeks yeah, and yeah, played yeah. on Buffalo both weeks so far. So what about this week with Buffalo? Because this is the tough one, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, credit to the Bills. They're 2-0. and 
But at the same point in time, and even as a Bills fan, I'll admit, you know, they beat the Jets, who worst team in football, the New York Jets, and um, and they beat the Miami Dolphins. So, and listen, it's good. You, know, you beat who you play, and that's two division games. So for them, it's nice to be two and zero with two division wins in their back pocket. But now there's a real test. Josh Allen's been great. Week one, he had his first ever 300-yard passing game of his career. Uh, he threw for 417 last week against Miami. It's clear Stephon Diggs has fit in, killing it. Uh, their offense is lighting it up with John Brown and Diggs and and the running back tandem with Beasley and you know Moss and Singletary. They're an exciting team, but the money's coming in on the Rams, Steve. Bills were two and a half. Uh, now it's one and a half against the Rams. Total 47 and a half. Yeah, the Rams have beaten two NFC East teams, Dallas and Philly. And when I grew up, the St. Louis Cardinals were in the NFC East with the Redskins. Yes, sir. And then the uh, Rams became the St. Louis team. So maybe the L.A. Rams are the, the, the emergence of the St. Louis Cardinals. I am. I'm getting all confused here, Gabe. By the way, I watched the movie Red Tails last night from 2012. Oh. And I, I you know, that was already my number one choice. But after I actually didn't know there was a movie about it till last night. I ran into it late last night, watched it, highly recommended. It. it was pretty good. I am 110% behind that as the nickname, by the way, for the Redskins. Oh, yeah. Well, really, I, that yeah? was already my number one choice. I like that. And I like that, that Code Breakers, I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, man, it's a great story. And it, it has the word red in it. Some of them are from D.C. I mean, how can they not go with that? If Snyder sticks yeah, with this yeah. stupid football team nickname, which is god awful, by the way, I mean, but I'm, I'm a big proponent. Push Red Tails. Watch that movie, by the way. It was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, we talked about that before. But, Gabe, let me ask you on this game, though. Do you know if the Rams are staying on the East Coast after playing Philly? I haven't dug that deep yet into this. Yeah, you know what? It's a very, very good uh, question. And I don't. Maybe someone can can let us know right now. Because it's funny. I do know about San Francisco. And, and, and San Francisco uh, playing back-to-back in New York, right? Uh, against um, Against the Giants and Jets. And they're staying in uh, in West Virginia. So they didn't go back to the West, but they didn't stay in the area. Yeah, they went to the uh, the Greenbrier um, Resort. Um, you know, there's the it's a golf club. Play some bets while they're there. Yeah, and yeah well, that's where all like, the uh, Northern uh, Virginia people in D.C. go to bet NFL. Is it really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A true story. Yeah, you know Virginia just legalized it this summer, and that's one of the big reasons is because all the Northern Virginians were going there every NFL Sunday. The Greenbrier driving west to like bet there. Team team stay there, like um, team stay there. Like uh, last year, I remember Arizona stayed there, like on their East Coast trip. It seems to be a thing, Steve, where like West Coast teams, like they're not going to stay in New Jersey the whole week, so you know it's close. You know what I mean? They'll they'll pop to the resort. Uh, they can set up shop. They got practice fields, etc. And they're, you know, they're because they'll be on the coast for a while. Because I know we have Dr. David Chow on our show, and he, I asked him, I said, "What's up with Jimmy G?" And he goes, "You got a contact at the resort?" <laughs> That's what he told me. He goes, "They're in lockdown <laughs> at the resort right now." <laughs> so it's a good question about the Rams, but money's coming in on the Rams uh, right now. Uh, bills minus one and a half. I mean, come on, there, no Bills Mafia at the game, but still hard to pass the Bills here at home. Especially back-to-back East Coast trips. The Rams look pretty good though, so far. I know. I know. It we is. That's why I was wondering if they're traveling or not. Otherwise, the Rams it's look gonna pretty good. Me. We're going to find out, Merrill. Trust me. Once I get sick, my teeth into it. We'll find out. All right. We'll uh, hang in here, Steve. We'll say bye to Steve on the other side. We'll wrap it up with a couple of bags. Or trace late night. Okay.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, that was a supersized uh, speed hour right there, Merrill. We didn't even get into anything controversial tonight. We didn't. We didn't solve the world's problems tonight, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Red tails. We, we did Yeah, yeah, red tails. Yeah. Hey, listen, I brought it up, and people are like red tails. And just for the record, for people unaware, red tails was uh, so what, uh, Steve? The first African American uh, fighter pilot crew, right? And and as you stated, like out of like yeah, was, three or four out of the five of them are from the D.C. area, even and it just makes great sense. Like it's it's historic, it's military, um, it's you're you're paying tribute. You go from from what was deemed a racist name to paying tribute to to the African American uh, pilots. The players exactly. would like it. The players would like it. And I see, I saw a dude out there. He already like, you know, there's a bunch of like potential logos and stuff. And it's not a copy of the Jets or anything, man, but some great like red tail helmets and stuff, Steve, some real cool stuff. And don't tell me people in Washington would eat that stuff up merchandise, man. Plus, I don't, I didn't know much about the story until I heard about the, the nickname. So I looked into it more and that's yeah. the only reason I watched the movie last night. I'm flipping through late after all the games last night. I saw it. I ended up watching the thing. And I mean, it's a great story, historic story. It's an important story that's not known. So yeah, you take a terrible name, a racist name and turn it into something good for another race. And then on top of that, it has the word red in it already. So it transfers yeah. so perfectly to red. That is the military. You're in Washington, the Pentagon and everything, Steve. It's perfect. And, you know yeah, I mean? and like I said, it's a Suskegee. It's a Suskegee Airmen. But then I read into it the other month, as I told you on one of the shows, apparently three or four of them are from D.C. on top of that. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, Total no-brainer. You can't make it up. Because I heard, I was like, Which oh, means man, they won't yeah, do it, Gabe. Which means he'll never do it. Well, it's amazing because yeah, Daniel Snyder can go in from being like one of the biggest douchebags out there to like, you know what I mean? Somehow did doing something good, but yeah, yeah you know they're not going to do it. They're going to get you know, we're the Washington Express. It's going to be something generic. It sucks. You know what I mean? It's going to be something generic. Steve Merrill, Wager Talk. Wager Talk, prosportsinfo.com. Great stuff as always, Steve. We'll catch up with you Friday. We'll get into the football and who knows where we'll be in this basketball world. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, man. Talk to you on Friday. Steve Merrill. Bring it.